You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sip delivers, and that's lifted. Shallow right center. Marisnik coming in. Fisher calls him off, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. Now, another Astros podcast. The Houston Astros end a two-game skid, defeat the Tampa Bay Rays by a final uh, 14 to 7. It's a great answer for the Astros losing that disappointing game in Detroit. Lost the series with that loss 13 to 1. And just came right back. We mentioned beating the best of the Tampa Bay Rays starters and Alex Cobb, and they did it in magnificent fashion. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Astros manager A.J. Hinch. Astros with a 14-7 win yesterday against Tampa Bay, and you were facing a pretty hot pitcher, and Alex Cobb coming in had been pitching really well, but able to jump on him early, got some big two-out hits, and wound up chasing him after just three innings. Yeah, we really put some good at-bats against him um, really from the beginning, you know, and we, we broke out, obviously, with some big innings by hitting all of his pitches. He, he, he wasn't executing like he sometimes can, and, and the mistakes that he made in the zone, uh, we punished. So it was, it was nice to see us have a breakout game. We, it's a nice way to start the homestand. We had you know our entire lineup did something positive. Almost everybody scored a run. The, the one guy who didn't was Altuve, and he ended up driving in a couple runs. So uh, overall, excellent offensive production out of our team. Yeah, speaking of Altuve, how about the month that he just had in July? Certainly appears to be front runner for American League Player of the Month with the, the way he swung the bat. And it wasn't just hitting close to 500 for the month, but also the, the production as well. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't the, the Player of the Month, I, I mean, I know there's some good ones out there, but uh, it'd be remarkable if anybody topped that month just by his consistency, his durability, his ability to change games, his, um, you know, multiple hit games were, were enormous. So I. Uh, all in all, just as, as impressive of an offensive month as you can get. And, 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 you know, the people who aren't surprised are the people who see him every day. We, we see this time and time again when he gets on stretches like this. To put it together for a full month, impact game's pretty impressive. Now, Yuli Gurriel with a, with a double yesterday to end an 0 for 15. And it seems like early in his, in his big league career, he can be kind of streaky. What do you see from Yuli when he's going well and when he's not going well? Inside the strike zone, he's really tough and, and staying disciplined. As he fatigues, he gets a little bit wild with his swings, and he feels like he has to generate. Um, and, and obviously, with the way that our position players have been beat up a little bit, he's had to play a lot. He's moving from first to third, so I've got to stay aware uh, of his fatigue level, but you know, you know, in the world of in the strike zone, he, he's uh, really, really good at hitting the ball hard. Hitting, he uses both gaps to to a great extent. Um, pretty good line drive hitter. So I, I just got to keep him rested. Got some bad news on the pitching front today with both uh, Michael Feliz and Tony Sip going on the DL. Uh, both of them pitching yesterday. Feliz came out of the game uh, with the, the shoulder injury in yesterday's game, and uh, Sip with the, with the calf injury. Obviously, a setback there. Yeah, I mean, we we've been beat up a little bit in the in the bullpen, and and you know, there's these knickknack injuries that are that are setting us back a little bit. You know, we hope Feliz's shoulder responds favorably to some treatment. Not sure how long he's going to be out. Sip's calf uh, came up. He pitched the last two days, and 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 came up with some symptoms to, uh, last night, I guess, after the game. So, I um, all in all, it's you know, it feels like it's a different selection of of, of guys every day. Right now, we we've. We've had some guys go on the DL. We're going to have to get ourselves right. Lariano shows up today. Uh, we'll be a breath of fresh air. Jankowski's here today uh, as a fill-in as we continue to try to find the right mix. A.J. Hinch, thanks for joining us. Got it. It's been going on all season long. The bottom third of the lineup has really come through for the Astros. 
Showing their depth. Here's the 1-0, and this one's whistled to right field. That's got a chance, and it's gone! Derek Fisher! Back-to-back for the Astros. The Astros lead it 8-2 on Fisher's third Major League homer. Derek Fisher is my guest today on Astro Launch before the second game of this four-game series with Tampa Bay. I'm Steve Sparks. And Derek, what a game yesterday. Big thrill for you, back-to-back with Jake Marisnik. All told, uh, you guys wreaked havoc once again, 14 runs. How fun is this lineup? It's a lot of fun, you know, with a team like this and the at-bats that we put together. And, um, you know, for a guy like me, it's just, uh, you know, continue to uh, do what they've been doing and putting together good at-bats, playing the game hard, never give up, and um, good things will happen. I know the company line is to say I'm just here to try to win baseball games. But with the tread de- deadline, it's it's come and passed, and your name was rumored from time to time. Are you glad it's just over with and you can get out there and play baseball? Yeah, I mean, I can never say it really affected me one way or the other, you know, because it's something that I can't control. You know, I don't make those decisions and I don't make those moves. So yeah. um, no day is any different. You know, you just show up and play the game, and, um, you know, whatever happens, happens. Aren't you happy to be here, though? Isn't this a fun team? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was something that uh, – you know, once I was able to experience this team and this group of guys and the way they play the game of baseball, I uh, obviously wanted to stay at Minute Maid. And, um, you know, the more days at Minute Maid, the better. <laughs> you know, going through the minor leagues the last two or three years, the winning percentage for all those teams down there was so crazy. And it was uh, so many guys coming up through the ranks. Were you guys ever talking about when you guys got here all together, how fun that was going to be with, with the winning tradition now? I mean, that just, it, honestly, a lot of it shows just the organization as a whole. You know, every team that I'd been on, um, you know, winning was, was, was important to us. And, um, and I think the, the biggest thing is that the organization pretty much ingrains the, um, the cliche of, of, you know, uh, losing is a lot, is a lot worse than, than winning. And obviously you, you get the thrill of the win, but, um, you just hate losing, you know? And, um, once you get here, it's it's the same thing, just in a little bit bigger of a stage. So with all the guys that I've played with coming up through the ranks, like you said, um, you know, it's no secret as to why this team's so good. Why do you feel like you're ready to be a, a, a contributor to this team right now? Again, a lot of it goes to the organization, and a lot of it goes to the way that I've developed in the years that I've been in the minor leagues and the mm-hmm. time that I'd spent in spring training and the adjustments that I'd made. And, and I think that can go for a lot of the guys that are in my same position that were in the minor leagues or the guys that just got to the big leagues. I think it's um, it shows a lot to the organization and how they develop guys and the, and the track that we're going. What was it growing up like in Pennsylvania? Lebanon, Pennsylvania, a small town uh, known for their sweet bologna. Yes. Those little things like that. Yes. Man, what, what was that like? It's a great place to grow up, uh-huh. you know, because it's a small town and, and um, there's not a lot of people. But one thing that I liked a lot as a kid is that I would look up to the you know the athletes you know when I was in when I was in middle school and elementary school and um, the football players that 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 went to division one and and the baseball players and those are the guys that I looked up to and and I um and I got to know them as people as I'd gotten older and um and I just want to I want to be you know that guy in my in my community to be able to you know a kid a kid like me when I was growing up to look up to and and just chase their dreams what were those values like that you learned when you were growing up there hard workers yeah yeah you know it was I grew up in a community of 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 miners you know guys that were in the that 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 were working in uh in the coal mines Mm -hmm. so you know all the all the older people that that have now passed but people that I knew when I was a kid growing up you know neighbors um they all worked hard their whole lives Mm -hmm. and and um and with that with that being ingrained in the community um those people also gave back and they also liked the game of baseball and 
a lot of them would coach or you know just come and watch so a lot of it was just um you know they just they wanted to see the youth in the in the community and, and that's something that was uh, really important to me that's Derek Fisher Derek thanks a lot for joining us uh glad you're here man uh keep up the great work and go fish Thank you. Good one. Bottom of the third inning at Minute Maid Park. The Astros with a 3-2 lead. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford, and we're pleased to be joined by the Astros owner, Jim Crane, on the heels of a great occurrence in Cooperstown. You got to go see Jeff Bagwell get inducted, Jim. Thanks for joining us, and I uh, want to ask you how that went. Well, it, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fans up there. Not only did we take a big group with Jeff, um, but, you know, it was really fun to see uh, Main Street was packed with Astro fans, about a third of Main Street for the parade. Uh, so he got a lot of support, and a lot of Astro fans showed up for him. Astros lead this one 3-2. to two. We're in the bottom of the third. Brian McCann, the batter. Three infielders on the right with Alex Cobb, right-hander, delivers. First pitch breaking ball, and it's strike one. And you were there two years ago, and Craig Biggio got into the Hall of Fame, and a, a big Astros fan turnout for that as well. And good to see fans just two years later still able to make it up to Cooperstown. Well, it, it was both both times were great. I mean, um, but I think I think we had a bigger crew up there. I think they like it up there. So <laughs> hopefully we can get somebody else there. It might be a while, but we'll you know work on it. You know, after the game, and we flew back from to, uh, Detroit last night. Robert and I both got to watch that that speech that Jeff Bagwell made, and it was very heartfelt. We were real proud of him. Yeah, that, as you know, it's not hard. To, it's not easy to give a speech like that, and uh, he was very poised and. Um, Delivered it well, and a lot of a lot of great topics he covered, and the way he started, and you know, really thanked everybody. I thought he did an outstanding job. I was very proud of him. Yeah, we were too. That's a single by McCann. Shoots one right up the middle, so he's on first base. Nobody out. Gaddis, the batter, he's 0 for 1. And the trade deadline came and went today, and not a lot of activity for the Astros. What can you tell us about what what transpired today? Well, it, you know, it was a busy day. I went in uh, Jeff's office a couple times. Um, we had some good deals on the table. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, the GMs agree on a deal. Then the medicals will be exchanged, and, you know, that might not be exactly right. And then, you know, you know, oftentimes you'll see an owner uh, nix a deal. And I think uh, we saw a little bit of everything today, and we, we were hoping to do a little bit more with some pitching. Um, but unfortunately, didn't get it done. It was um, we thought we had some things done, and they didn't go through. Was this uh, maybe the the craziest uh, trade deadline day that that you've seen since you've been owner? Yeah, there was a lot of activity. I mean, you saw some of the other teams, you know, pick up. You know, the, the Dodgers were active, and you know, Washington. Everybody was kind of that's that's in it was trying to improve a little bit as we were trying to do. Um, but, you know, we, we did our best. I, I, you know, we'll go over tomorrow and see where we might have been able to make some adjustments. But, um, you know, we really thought we had a couple couple more deals done, and they just didn't go through. The 1-0 pitch to Gaddis delivered, and it misses outside. 2-0, the Astros with a 3-2 lead. Takes two to tango. It's just a classic takes two to tango because you guys were willing to, to put it out there and, and, yep. and go for it this year. Yeah, I think what what uh, you know, I, I really trust our group and and the deals they put up. I you know honestly, I can tell you since I've been here, I haven't overruled any of them. Um, you know, a lot of times there's an adjustment on price or uh, an addition of a player or something. But I, I think you know as I've watched this, uh, a lot of times the deals get done and uh, with the GMs and then they can't get cleared through the ownership. Mm. And we've never done that. So. Um, they must be studying more things than I am because I, I don't do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, Gaddis pops up in foul territory to the first baseman, Duda, for one out, and that'll bring up Carlos Beltran, who doubled and scored back in the second 
Jim, how do you balance? I mean, obviously, you, you, you're competitive. We, you know, those of us who are around you on a regular basis certainly know that, and you want to win as much as anyone. First pitch of Beltron popped up, center field, pretty deep. Malik Smith is there, though, and he'll camp under it and make the catch for the second out. But how much do you have to balance kind of obviously being the team owner and I'm sure being a fan at times with, you know, just kind of to listening to Jeff Luno and his baseball people and, and trusting their judgment? Well, you know, I, I have to admit when I drive in in the morning most of the time, I listen to the talk shows or bounce around a little bit. Everybody's got an opinion, I can tell you that. It's not as easy <laughs> uh, as you think of sitting in his seat, but I trust the team. Um, they put a lot of work into analyzing things, and, you know, a lot of times they put them in front of you. There's enough data there. You know, you're not going to get them all right, but they make a lot of good decisions, so you have to trust them and let them do their job. Here's Alex Bregman, RBI double his first time, and takes a pitch on the outside corner for strike one. Where do you go from here? I mean, the trade deadline's come and passed, and obviously there still may be opportunities in the month of August to fortify this lineup. Are you guys going to look for opportunities through that? Yeah, I think we'll continue to look in August. I mean, you know, that's going to be a good time for us to take a look again. Um, with, with basically, you know, a bunch of the guys getting healthy. You know, we're out. We got two of our best players that are hurt right now. Uh, you know, uh, Springer and Correa, mm -hmm. and you know, our, you know, we'll see what happens with the rest of the pitching. But you know, we've got some guys throwing the ball really well, and um, you know, at that time, you know, if, if we need to get aggressive at that time, we will. Bregman shoots one up the middle, puts runners on first and second. He's two for two now with a double and a single, and Tyler White will come to the plate. Flew out to left his first time up. Cobb wants to have a conversation with the catcher. And I think it can be easy to forget. I mean, obviously, you know, hey, we all like to, to see the Astros make a big splash at the trade deadline, but, I mean, this team's 68-36, and 36, best record in the American League by a wide margin. The group that's already here is pretty good. Oh, no, they're, they're real good. I mean, uh, had we not been digged up with our starters, I mean, we could have been a little bit better. But, uh, listen, we'll take where we're at. We'll, we'll stay focused. I think this group is, uh, you know, sticks together. A.J. does a great job managing them uh, and communicating with them. And I think you have a lot of chemistry here, and that's what's very important. Two outs, runners on first and second. The Astros lead it 3-2. to two. The first pitch to White is outside for ball one. So when, it, when all the, the trade deadline ended, and I can just see four or five guys in a room, does everybody just, like, slump their shoulders <laughs> and just say, man. Well, I think, you yeah. know, today was tough on them because, you know, we weren't able to get a couple of them over the end zone. But, so they uh, felt disappointment. Yeah, they're, they're over there kind of. Like in their not, wounds? I can tell you they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're laying low. But, but um, they'll be back at it tomorrow and keep oh, yeah. working. So, uh, you know, uh, I can tell you it wasn't because of lack of effort and it wasn't because we, we weren't trying to make a deal as we just got vetoed at the top. Yeah, it's good to know. One ball and one strike to, to White. Infield shaded slightly to pull. Cobb working under duress once again. Here's the 1-1, one, one, and it's low and away, 2-1. and one. Miss with the fastball. Cobb hasn't been as sharp as we've seen him in the past, that's for sure. Usually a lot of strikes. You know, when, when Jeff Luno first approached you to become the general manager, he had a, a plan on how to make this team uh, a winning organization and be able to sustain that that winning tradition here in Houston for a long time and you're now at the cusp of that and sometimes it's it's hard to to let go of some of those pieces because you're going to lose some of these players at, at some point to free agency you feel pretty good about the depth in the organization at least yeah I think he's done done a very good job and you know some of the 
uh, some of the trades. There was a number of pieces that we just didn't want to part with because right. uh, we know we're going to need them for the future. And I think keeping that farm system stock is how you've seen the really good teams do well. The 2-1 fastball is spanked down the left field line, hooking foul just left of the foul pole and banging against that wall right in the corner at the 315 sign. Didn't miss by much there. That could have been a couple of runs for the Astros with two speedy runners aboard. So Tyler White will walk across the infield to get his bat. The count remains two and two with two outs. And I know that's part of part of your job and especially Jeff Luno's job is kind of balancing the two. You mentioned the keeping the farm system stock, but also keeping in mind what you can possibly do this year because you, you never know how many opportunities you're going to have. Yeah, you want to keep the team relevant every year. When we first started here, we had some really bad seasons, but we didn't have a lot. You know, we didn't have enough uh, fire hose to put out the fire. So, you know, last two years uh, previous to this, we've been consistent and relevant, and that's what you got to be every year to keep the fans' interest. Um, you got to make consistently make you know good good moves and draft well, and you know this organization is built to do that now. So you know we want to compete this year and certainly win this year. But we want to, you know, stay competitive every single year, and that's what you have to do. Ground ball foul by White, staying alive down the third baseline. Count remains two and two. The Astros lead it three to two, trying to take advantage. Last inning, got a big two-run single by Altuve with two outs. See if White can do the same. Leans over the inside corner. Cobb checks the runner. Now the pitch, and it's high. How about Altuve's year? How about the month of July for Altuve? Could you be any more proud of a player? What's well, amazing. He's, he just puts a bat on the ball. Even though when he doesn't get a good swing like the night, he puts it in play and yep. you know, gets a hit. And it, then, then, the he'll, then he'll drill a couple balls, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it cracks me up. I mean, he gets those little slow roller infield hits, and then he'll be off balance and get his hits. And then, like you said, he'll crush a ball into the gap. He does it so many ways. 3-2, runners go. It's a ground ball through the left side. That's a base hit. McCann will come in and score on a late throw into home plate. So White comes through with two outs with an RBI, putting the Astros up 4-2. Just out of the reach of Longoria. Very good third baseman. Couldn't come up with it on the dive. And the Astros able to pick up another run and able to answer after Dickerson had got the two-run home run in the top of the third. One of the things we've seen, Jim, this year is so many guys coming up from the minor league ranks and contribute when guys have gotten hurt. They step right in, and the train just keeps rolling. Yeah, I think I think you're seeing that um, tonight. You know, White just getting a hit there. I mean, the, the system was deep. We probably had four or five guys that would have been up playing for somebody else, but we were just stacked early, and guy goes down. We get a guy come up and start, start hitting the ball. Marisnik bats for the second time. He walked and scored last inning. Astros four runs on seven hits early against Alex Cobb, their best. Lead it four to two, two outs. First pitch, and it's Frank left field. Way deep and gone. Three-run homer, Jake Marisnik. And all of a sudden, the Astros take a seven to two lead on Marisnik's 12th home run of the season. Tim Crane, your thoughts? <laughs> well, he hit one pretty good earlier, but it was foul. He got yeah. that one really good. Uh, Kept it fair, that's for sure, banging off the community leader sign above the Landry's Crawford boxes. 
Fastball intended to be inside, got the inner third of the plate. And Mariznik wallops one to left field. You gotta give our Chenier uh, sponsors a big shout out because he hit it right off of that sign. <laughs> there we that's, go. That's right. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.